Hey, what's up? This is Seth Mosley, and you're listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. Today, we've got a great guest in studio with us today, Seth Morrison, guitarist for the band Skillet. Yes, you've heard of them, you've seen them, probably at a festival headlining with Pyro going off, selling platinum records around the world, touring all around the world, countries like Russia, Czech Republic, everywhere you can possibly imagine. Seth has been there with the band Skillet, so uh, we're really thankful for him taking an hour out of his busy schedule to come down and share his story with us. It's actually a really, really powerful one. I've known Seth for a long time from back in our Southern Ohio days, and to hear his full story of how he actually got connected with the band Skillet and how he had a mentor early on that kind of helped show him the ropes and teach him about the music business, teach him about being a successful musician and he's going to share that with us today and make sure if you haven't already had the chance uh, if you like the show you like what you've heard head over to itunes give us a good rating and a good review really means a lot to us and it helps us get the word out still getting this thing off the ground use your help so head over to itunes and leave us a good rating and review and at the end of the show we're going to talk about this awesome little thing that Seth has created for any of you fans out there, maybe of his, or if you haven't heard of him and you are a musician wanting to learn how to get into the music business, maybe you want to get into a band, a guitar player wanting to get better at your craft. Seth has created a free guide, the top tips for making a living in the music business. Again, that's the top tips for making a living in the music business. Talks about chasing your dreams, not letting pessimism get in the way. And that's a really valuable thing. So go over to fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar. Fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar. And Seth has created that free guide there for you. It's another way you can get in touch with him. And uh, he talks about giving guitar lessons over Skype too. That's something that he does. So if you guys are interested in that, head over again to fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar. Sign up there. He'll send you some info about that. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Full Circle Music Show. We're here in studio with guitarist from the band Skillet, Seth Morrison. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, man, of course. Excited about it. So uh, you've been in Skillet coming up, was it five years now? Yeah, it'll be, I could give you an exact date. Yeah, give me the exact <laughs> it, date. I flew out five years ago. It'll be five years, April the 6th. Flew out from where to where? Flew out from Ohio to uh, meet, meet up with the band. And they were, were in a mid-tour in uh, Texas somewhere. The only thing I remember about initially getting out there is we were, uh, it felt like we were in Texas forever. <laughs> so... So you remember the exact date that 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 kind of says to me is was a pretty big deal at the time. Of course, yeah, you know it was my dream, and and you have the uh, benefit of kind of knowing me before all that, uh, Seth to Seth. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was something I had you know felt called to do in my life and wanted to do for a long time. So yeah, you tend to remember all of the little minute details and uh when when something monumental happens like that in your life you know yeah how did that come about i mean did you, were they looking for were they hosting auditions or was it like a word of mouth kind of thing or how did you it was get kind the, of the you want me to can i give a little backstory and just kind of ramble for a, for a absolutely. little bit so just a little backstory about me as you know i'm from a very very small town in ohio probably population of I don't even know if it would hit 7,000, Wheelersburg. That's including the deer and cats and dogs, <laughs> Including right? the deer and the deer hunters that come in during deer hunting yeah. season. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't even know if it hit 7,000, Wheelersburg, Ohio. So I grew up in a, in a musical family. My, my parents had a country gospel, southern gospel group. So all I really ever knew from the time that I started having memory was being on a bus every weekend, touring with them. Um, not really touring. They, they were kind of, it was like the weekend warrior thing, you know. So leave on Saturday morning or whatever, get back Sunday night. Southern pay. Gospel prepared you well for the guitar that you're playing now in Skillet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, that's when I tell people that, it's kind of a, uh, I get kind of a deer in the headlights look. <laughs> <laughs> I um, can imagine. My dad's a steel, his main instrument is pedal steel guitar, you know, so he's, awesome. I, I have some country roots, you know, uh, like old country, yeah. um, but he can play anything with strings, so. Um, 
but I started playing guitar around like sixth grade age, so like age 12, I guess, 12, 13, and just my dad kind of got me rolling with it, and then I just kind of took off from there. By the time I was in junior high, I was really going strong with, you know, you hit your high school age, and then you'd kind of start thinking like, oh, what what am I going to do post, post high school? What, what's my life going to be, you know? So I really felt passionate and felt called to do music, but you never really know and in what way, shape, or form that can take shape, you know? I mean, I started playing, you know, at age 13 in my first band, just locally, in a band called 3PO, which you remember, Seth, probably, with, uh, with a really good friend named Micah Schweinsberg, a great drummer that I grew up with. We played in our first bands together. So 13, I kind of did that until I was about a sophomore in high school, I guess, and then just kept playing as much as I could. Also played in other Christian rock bands here and there, and but it was nothing full-time. You know, it was just basically just playing because you love it and when you can, you know. So as I, as I got older and uh, progressed in high school, hit my senior year, and it kind of started thinking like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college? Am I going to, I don't know, move to Nashville? Am I, what am I going to do? I, I did go to college for a quarter, but felt, you know, I know so many, and I'm not, discu- I don't want to discourage from college right now. That may sound well, like what I'm... I, I discourage from college. Okay. I didn't go to college. Because <laughs> that isn't what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> you, hey, feel free, man. We're, but, we're um, all about making your own well, my, your my own thing path, was so. i went for a quarter and I, I just knew so many people that that went to college and didn't have any idea why they were going and they just kept going year after year after year and before you know it they're in thousands of dollars of debt with still no clear man you know you hit the path. nail on the on a, on a really good point and i don't think any of our guests has talked about that yet and I probably have never articulated it that well, but there's so many people who go to college and have no clue why they're going. Yeah, it's just it just kind of becomes, which is fine. I mean, it, you know, a lot of, like I said, monumental things can happen in your college years, but I just didn't want to get into <laughs> thousands of dollars of debt because I knew what my passion was. I knew what I wanted to do, and music was it, and it's what I felt called to do. So typically what I say, though, is unfortunately in music... Uh, you know, unless you're going to be like a music teacher or something, making a living in this industry, being you know a writer or a musician or in a band, it's not like any other job where you go to college, get the get the degree, go apply for that. You know, I, I couldn't go get a degree to be a touring musician and then go apply. It means I'm going to get a gig in a you know popular band or whatever. It doesn't work like that. So what I did, I went to college for a quarter. It was it was fine. Just wasn't really feeling it. So I dropped out started working for my dad full-time. My dad owned a business in our small town, so I worked for him full-time. And what I started doing, because you always hear, really in any job, but especially in the music industry, connections, 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 who you know, who you know. And it's, it, like I said, it's like that in any job, but especially in the music industry, you know, very much so. So what I would do whether uh, when I got home from work from my dad or just in the meantime, I would just try to find anybody I could at the time. This would have been 07, 08, so MySpace was still cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know? MySpace, it was, man. It was still a thing. about that. So whether I was reaching at, trying to find Facebooks or MySpace or whatever, I would try to find just people I knew. Like, if I liked an artist, I would look up their touring band. If I liked a band, you know, I'd, I'd just try to see if I could reach out to in, anybody you know, on a personal basis or whatever. So did this a lot. Most of the time never got replies, you know, just never got responses. But one day, you know, I'd always been, you know, I'm 28. If you liked Christian music, you grew up a DC Talk fan, you know, you just, that's just, you had to. Yet another thing in common, I'm turning 28 this year. That's crazy. We'll do that later. (laughs) We'll do that later in the episode where we go down the list of how many things... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the two Seths can find in common. Uh, but back absolutely. to your story, you're, you're 28. Yeah, so around this, I guess 06, 07, 08, I would have been, yeah, tw- 19, 20, I guess. So, so you know, Toby had, had was solo at that point. Seen him a lot at festivals, whatever. Always noticed his guitar player, Tim. You know, he always had, a, you know, just little guitar-y things. You, he had a great tone live, great stage presence, you did blah, 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 all that stuff. So I knew who he was. 
So I found that he had a MySpace. One day, sent a message, as I always did, just, hey, I'm 19 years old, whatever I was at that time, and I feel called to do this. I want to do this for a living. Let me know if sometime you'd want to meet up or whatever. Like I said, most of the time never got a reply. I was driving somewhere, and you know how you get an email notification that like so-and-so has sent you a message on what, whatever, MySpace, Facebook. Well, he sent me a message back. So I got to where I was going, immediately checked it, and I had some stuff I'd played on, uh, just demo stuff. He's like, yeah, man, listen to some of the stuff on your profile. It seems like you're a rock guy, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, he actually took the time to listen to it or whatever. And he said, let me know if you're ever going to be in Nashville. If I'm off the road, we could meet up for coffee or something. I was like, man, nobody's ever done this yet you know wow, but, that but, is but awesome. as you'll hear in this story i have a pessimistic side of me a little bit so i was like <laughs> when, the, when the rubber meets the road or whatever he's he'll probably not he'll probably flake or whatever you know so anyway a couple months later i was going to be down here just visiting some friend and micah the the same friend had been had moved here had been living here and was playing out with a group so i would come down from time to time and um and visit him and, and his family so uh, one day, I uh, knew I was going to be coming down, so I sent him another message. I said, hey, I'm going to be coming down. Would you want to meet up? He hit me right back, said, yeah, let's meet at... I even remember the Starbucks. He was living over around Antioch area at the time, so it was a Starbucks. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was a fall day. I was so nervous about driving down the whole time. We met, and he really just talked with me. Like for, We talked about some guitar stuff, but we were there for like an hour, and he just kind of mentored me on the ends and, and of what it's like to do this for a living. You know, every every little detail that people don't normally talk about, which we can kind of brush on here in a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. So he prayed with me at the end, and we just, it was such a, I say, strange feeling. It was like a, I don't know, like a divine feeling of like, I'm telling you, when I left, I told my mom, I said, I really feel like something is going to come of this relationship. Wow. And I, I didn't, I had zero idea. I mean, I'd, maybe it was just going to be a friendship that would grow. And sure. It would, so, yeah, we kept in touch after that, and um, every time Toby was close, I would go hang with Tim at shows. I thought I was on cloud nine, you know, he'd get me passes, and they did like Winter Jam 09 or something, or something like, yeah, I think yeah, it was 09, yeah. and I, you know, had a backstage pass to whatever this tour, I was like, I, you know, I was like, this is amazing. Right. So, anyway, all that time, kept working for my dad full time. I was playing at church every Sunday on the worship team just played as much as I could and uh, just kept in touch with Tim. I got to be the age of like 20, you know, 21, 22. Those times for me where I was, I kind of hit like, man, I, what am I doing? You know, like I'm working full time, but I don't have any like clear cut picture of what I'm going to do. You know, I want to do music, but there's just, there's nothing that seems to be coming of, of anything. And it just felt so unattainable and unreachable you know, like, is this really ever going to happen? So just kept plucking away, man, and just, uh, no pun intended there, <laughs> plucking away. <laughs> kept kept playing, and I, I remember I had this one moment, I guess this would have been 2010. I, I was working for my dad full time. I don't really tell this a lot when I'm telling this story. I'll sometimes get choked up talking about it, but it was like, you ever have those moments like when, I don't know, you just feel God's presence just kind of just flood. Yeah. And I was at work, working on a counter wow. at my dad's business. And uh, there was, I think it was the Revelation song that came on. I just like started weeping. Wow. I had to run to the bathroom <laughs> and, and just like, I mean, I was just weeping like a baby and flooding. Wow. And I just felt like this, probably the closest thing to hearing God's audible voice I've ever heard. It just said, I just felt him saying, just hang on just a little bit longer. Wow. I, and it was as clear. And I didn't have any leads at that time. I was yeah. just like, I don't know what that means, you know. But it was one of those times where I was feeling kind of like, oh, what am I doing with my life? I'm almost 22. I could have been done with college. Yeah. I could have, you know. So th like probably a half a year later, I had a random friend from my hometown text me and say, Skillet's guitar player is leaving. You should inquire about this. And I'm like, here we go. Pessimistic side of me again. I'm like, uh, it's like a caliber of, of this band has probably already found someone long book you know what i mean I, sure. that's what i was thinking so the only connection i had was tim really i mean he was really the only guy 
that I had uh, ties to that was in the industry and, you know, doing it. So I sent him a text and I said, hey, man, I just heard about this. See what you can find out. Well, the cool thing was the year before, in 2010, Skillet and Tobia did a big co-headlining tour, like, for the most of that year. It was a pretty big successful tour yeah. so you know there's a relationship there yeah between I the, that tour yeah. uh, so i i hit him up and he's like man yeah let me see what i can find out i don't know what happened from there exactly i should ask him but i don't know if he i think <laughs> i don't know if he got john's number from toby or, or toby reached out the, the only thing i know is the next day i had an email from our production manager his name's scotty kind of it was a mass email just saying as you know skillet's looking for guitar player so just had all this criteria like send a video of you playing these songs these solos send a headshot of yourself send a bio and i was like uh i was just kind of overwhelmed and you um, probably didn't have any of that put together right I mean, absolutely not no yeah. no this was like i hadn't even heard back from tim yeah yeah so yeah. um but i you know i assumed that this is how oh it is how they knew of me so man i left work i, I worked a typical eight to four at my dad's i left work went to my church Got my cousin, uh, who's really good at video and, you know, uh, putting together all that stuff. So I got to work on it that night, did pictures, bio. And as I was at my church getting ready to start making my video, uh, you know, that pessimistic side of me again, just, you know, just always like, there's probably nothing going to come of this. But I really felt like I needed to do this. Like, I, I felt like I owed it to God and owed it to myself that, I was supposed to do this. So I went into a side room at my church and just prayed before I started. And I was honest. I said, God, I don't expect anything really to come of this, but I feel like you're telling me to do it. So I'm going to do it. When I send all this stuff in, You, I'm going to leave it in your hands and you take it and do do what you want with it. And when when you uh, pray an honest prayer like that, big things can you know can happen. Yeah, um, so yeah. I prayed, sent it in, uh, didn't hear back for a few days. And then got an email back from John, actually. It was just like a, a, a mass email uh, saying that they had brought someone else out to try them out. So at that point, I was at peace with it. I was like, well, I didn't get it, but I'm at peace with it because I felt like I was supposed to do it. Who knows what, what doors it could open. About a week or two later, this is this is crazy. Again, Toby was in, in Ohio, in Dayton, Ohio, uh, playing a show. So I went out to hang out with Tim. I was standing with Tim, and he was, like, checking his voicemail or something, and I thought, you know, he was checking a text or voicemail from his wife, so I was on my phone doing whatever. He, like, hits me. He's like, I'm like, what? He's like, listen to this. He puts his phone up to my ear, and John had just left him a voicemail saying, hey, Tim, it's John from Skillet. I just wanted to talk to you uh, about your friend Seth. And I was standing there when he got the voicemail. It was just, I was just like, this is, this is bizarre. So again, we stopped kind of right there in our tracks and just prayed that, you know, kind of just started reminiscing on like all the years from that initial meeting in Starbucks, didn't have a clue what that relationship was going to lead to. And, you know, just kind of all the things that he had kind of been there for me through just, so we just stopped right there and just prayed that God had taken it this far. And we just kind of prayed, you know, yeah, if it's your will, take it the rest of the way. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I got off. Uh, I got off work. I sent all the stuff in. I had heard back that they were trying someone else out. I thought I didn't get it. I was getting off work at four o'clock. I had a call that I didn't answer because it was a random area code, you know, or whatever. Then got a message that was Scotty, our the production manager, calling me. So I called him back immediately. I was like, Why didn't I answer this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I called him back and got him, and he was in a dead spot. I could make out about every fifth word he was saying. <laughs> it was miserable. This whole night was miserable. Uh, but the only thing I can make out is, when can you fly out? That's the only thing I got from like a 10-minute conversation. <laughs> and I just played it cool. You know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't ever talk to him. I don't want to be like, man, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Right. So I just went the rest of the evening. Didn't know where I was flying or why I was flying. Right. So anyway, that night, fast forward, you know, it's just crazy because I just got off work at 4 o'clock. And then like midnight that night... John and Scotty called me on a conference call. Wow. And I was just, I was laying on, on the couch watching Sports Center, as I still do every night. Um, <laughs> and they were just basically like, you know, the, uh, things just didn't go well with it yeah, at all, really, with who we were trying out. And they were just like, when can you, when can you fly out kind of thing, you know? So literally two days later, I, uh, I flew to Texas and 
it was just such a whirlwind of a time. It was yeah. like two days earlier, I didn't know. I was in this state of, you know, I felt that voice just saying, just hang on a little bit longer. And uh, it's just it was a whirlwind of a time. Yeah. So I flew out, finished the tour. Everything went well. John came to me at the end of the tour and said, man, we really like having you out. We're going to keep you on for the summer. And that's kind of the the last talk we had like that. And here I am five years later. Wow. Um, but, you know, like, and and you can chime in on this too if you want. You know, I always get asked a lot, like, you know, being a guitar player in the industry, what's it like? How do you get there? One of the things that when I listen to that voicemail from John, when Tim left to go call him back, after the show, I got with Tim. I'm like, what did he say? You know, and he's like, he didn't really ask much in the way of guitar playing. Or he, you know, what his exact words were like, Tim, I know he can nail the parts. I know he can play. I've seen his video. That's obvious. He's not going to have any trouble playing. His priority questions were, what, where's his heart? You know, what's he like? What's he like to live with on the road? What's he like to be around? You know, I, I do take pride in, in who I am as a guitar player. It's what I do. So, you know, you, you always want to be the best at your craft, you know, whether that's nailing a great tone or nailing the parts. But, you know, I think in something I do and what I take pride in too is having a servant's heart to be around on the road and, and just uh, being an easy person to be around and being a team player and being that person on the road, I think I take equally as much pride in as as being a great guitar player, you know, or having a, a great look, which is important for, you know, doing this full time. But I just... I find that when I meet people, for example, I teach at Camp Electric sometimes, and I always touch on this. I'm like, and this is so true, and I kind of understood it before I got in the industry, but now I definitely understand it, is when kids ask, you know, you have these kids that can play a thousand miles an hour, and they can hit, they can sweep pit, or, you know, they, they can just, they have all the tools, you know, of being a great guitar player, but I always tell people, if I meet, say, two people, and I hear of somebody looking for a gig, person A is an amazing player. They can do anything you ask them to do, but they know, they know that they're great. You know what I mean? Like, so that comes across in their personality. They may be, you know, a little bit of a conceited side or, or something. And then I meet person B that's also a great player. Maybe they're not, they can't do all the little tricks and whatever that person A can do, but person B just has a servant's heart has a great personality, I can see that they would be easy to live with on a bus. I can see that they'd be easy to be around. And they can hit all the parts. I mean, who am I going to recommend? Who am I going to put my name out on the line for? You know what I mean? Obviously, person B who servants are easy to be around. So right. that's what I've found is, is very important in doing this for a living. And Totally. That's awesome, man. That's what a great story. I think that's, I mean, I'm inspired just hearing it. <laughs> the fact that, you know, how, how long was, would you say it was from when you had that meeting with Tim in Starbucks to when you got that phone call and you were laying on the couch? How much time went by? It was fall of 08 is when we initially met and I got the call in early April of 2011. So that friendship really grew and so he, two and a half years. Two and a half, yeah, so two yeah. and a half, three years. And, you know, went through some, you know, like things in my life, like, you know, just where you think you're, your life's going down this path and then, you know, a hard right turn is pulled and you're like, why did, why is this happening? Or, you know, and that can be for anything. People go through hard things, whether it's a death in the family, you know, tragedies, tragedies come in all forms you know or just when you don't understand why things are happening and like yeah. and tim was there i remember when i was going through like my personal thing like is this worth it what am i i called tim and i'm like man am i good enough to even do this and when you look at me and you listen to me whatever am i can i really and that's when i was going kind of through my like my traumatic time in my life and yeah. he he just paused for a second on the phone and he was like yes now, that's kind of all he said he's like yes you are yeah, he, and you wow. know, he just kind of encouraged me wow. through all of that. Sometimes that's all you need is just the affirmation. Yeah, for exactly. Else I think to that's say. all I needed. You know, just to kind of to just keep the dream alive. You know, it would yeah. have been very easy to just give up and yeah. and go go work at UPS or or go you know whatever. It would have been very easy to just to just cave. But I just kind of 
I made the decision just to have faith through all that. Faith isn't always an easy thing, um, but I just, I kind of just tested it, and I just kind of, you know, because what else do you have in times right. like that? What else are you going to do? So yeah. I just kind of put it to practice and just said, God, I, I'm trusting that this is what I want to do. This is my absolute 120% passion to do this, and yeah. just trusted through all of it. And he, I mean, even if I would have thought I was going to get to do this for a living, I I never would have dreamed that I would have been doing it on this scale. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you, know? you talk about five years later, 130 shows <laughs> yeah. a year, platinum records, touring Yeah, really I mean, every I've, square inch of the earth. Yeah, I mean, I've been, never would have thought I'd touring in Russia and all over Europe, you know, just seeing all the beautiful cities of the world. I mean, you guys have even had, like, dolls made after you in Russia, <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? Our Russian fans are quite passionate about about skillet so that's amazing. i've even had like you know like the cadbury chocolate I've yeah, had like yeah. a, they've somehow got like a cadbury chocolate bar with my name on it I do you have I, a picture of that I, I think i put it up on my instagram maybe i gotta see that that's amazing <laughs> i haven't eaten it yet though i don't want to eat it no of course not but yeah man like literally like i've met like and toured with and played shows with like my some of my biggest guitar heroes it's bizarre yeah. And like, you know, like, it's just bizarre to me to still sit here and think about it. Like, you know, I, I was a kid of the teenager of the early 2000s or whatever. So I would, uh, the guitar player, Mark Tremonti was one of my biggest like guitar inspirations. Absolutely. Yeah. So like now to have played a lot of shows with them and. Right. Cause Skillet has toured with it, Creed, right? And they toured with Creed right before I joined. But after I joined, we played a lot with Alter Bridge, which is oh, his yeah, other yeah. band. Yeah. I toured with them in Europe. You're not toured with them, but played shows with them in Europe. That's and, awesome. And we're part of, you know, we're, we're both Paul Reed Smith guitar and, and Dorsey, yeah. so there, there's that connection there. So, well, how cool is that? I mean, you've gotten to yeah. meet, you know, meet some of your heroes on the road, and yeah, it's to bizarre to, to really like put it back into perspective every day, and you know, because you just get so busy in everyday life. Of, and I'm sure you're the same way sometimes. You get busy in your everyday job and what you're doing, and you, you know, it just kind of becomes it does become a job sometimes. But when you really slow down and like think, for you, Seth, I, when you were 16, it's like you never thought you'd be like one of your break in records was a Newsboys album. Yeah. You know, just to no like way. think about yeah. stuff. Would you, would you ever have dreamed, you know? No, and that's kind no of the way. same thing for me. So if I can take one thing away from listening to your story, it's kind of the advice of don't let pessimism step on your dreams yeah and because i tried <laughs> yeah you know there's that side of me that was like uh there's not gonna be anything coming to this video but i just you know i was just like god you take it you know just yeah. and, and that you're exactly right that, that's that's a great way to word it i'm gonna use that yeah <laughs> i mean we'll probably title the podcast that or something but i think that's phenomenal because it's really easy to give up i mean that's the easy way out mm-hmm. And a lot of people listening to this right now, here's the, the, the sad fact is that 90% of the people who are listening to this right now maybe have a dream that will never be realized in their life yeah. just because they cannot overcome the fear of Well, yeah, failure. and I think feeling inferior, that's something I've always struggled with, even as a guitar player or whatever it may be, but feeling inferior and that's always what, this is kind of like a way I always sum up my story in a way is that, you know, when I sent all my stuff in, I was thinking, like, there are probably at least a hundred guitar players sending stuff in that, that have been in bands and that have toured and that are established in the industry that have a resume that's will blow mine out of the water. I mean, what? I've played in local bands and played at church and, and done some stuff here and there, but nothing of, you know. Sure. I, I mean, you know what I mean? So I always like to tell kids that, or anybody that has a dream in anything. It, it doesn't even have to be music, whether you're wanting to start a business or be a, be a writer or be a producer, engineer, whatever. is, You know, there's always going to be... One, I like to tell kids, I like to be honest, there's always going to be a guitar player better than you. Mm. There's always going to be somebody better than mm. you. Probably will always be someone that has a resume that's more impressive than you. Yeah. But I'm living proof that when you're meant to be somewhere and when God really wants you somewhere... You can throw resumes out the window. Yeah. I mean, because that's I'm living proof of that. And yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter, you know. When when he wants, when you're supposed to be somewhere, and and he wants to place you there, it's it's going to happen. I'm sure when John and Corey and Scotty were going through your 
you know, your submission, it wasn't their resume that they were looking for. They were looking for, like you said, their heart. Exactly. What's what's the heart like? Yeah. It's not like how many shows has he played or how good of a guitar player is he. Mm-hmm. I just think that's, I mean, that is such a nugget of wisdom. Yeah. That if I think any 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 takeaway is, you know, work on work on your heart, work on why are you doing what you're doing. You know, exactly. if, you're, if you're in college and you don't know why, figure it out. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's really where you're meant to be, but maybe not. Exactly. You know. So I love that you touched on that. Fast forward to today, what is it like to be on the road cuz you're married now? Yeah. And how is that being away from, you know, your wife and people you care about all the time? Yeah, so, you know, that's one thing diving in a little bit deeper to like that initial meeting with with Tim. This is a lot of the stuff he mentored me about, you know, it was like the reality of uh, what it's like to, to tour, be a touring musician, be, be in a band, whatever. And that was one of the things he touched on, you know, it's like, you know, that that's one of the sacrifices, obviously. So yeah, I mean, it's not, I always feel like, and I always tell people you, I guess if you're married, you both have to be wired for it, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? You both have to be. Uh, you both have to see the bigger purpose of of why you're doing what you're doing. If it, for me personally, and I, I think I think my band would would agree with me. If we were just doing this, you know, just like or anybody, if you're in a band and don't really have any, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Like if if you don't really have any passion or purpose or or ultimate goal to be doing while you're doing, I think it would be really hard to to tour that hard. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. be away from. You know, but when you're married, I love being a part of this band, too, just because, you know, you never... I always had people, like, tell me, like, man, you want to get with the right people or you want to get with the right band because it'll be, it could be very hard to do this when, if you're... You know what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of <laughs> patting my bandmates on the back a little bit, you know, John and Corey, Jen, and it's just all nice to... It's amazing to all have equal um, drive and equal passion to be doing while you're doing and seeing seeing lives change around the world, you know, yeah, in Russia. Yeah. And uh, John tells this story of, you know, you always have, like I said, you get into everyday life and you start thinking, it just kind of becomes show day, you know, show day, travel day, off day, show day. And then when you hear stories like this, it all kind of reels it back in. There was, we were in Russia playing a show and somebody held up their phone and was recording. John tells a story before the song. We have a song called The Last Night. And he tells a story about what it's about. Um, if you're not familiar with the song, you know, you can look it up. But basically, it's just about, like, this girl feeling alone and she's going to commit suicide and basically coming to God in the song saying, this is my last night. Like, recorded his whole speech about the song, took it home, didn't understand English, took the recording home, translated it on Google Translate to Russian. They heard it and and gave their life to God and like wow. and start you know started it's just bizarre you know yeah. it's just and somebody sent us that in an email i think to our management so when you hear stories like that it's just like man yeah it's really bizarre that you know you're touching these lives all around the world and i think that's what ultimately is my drive yeah. um yeah it keeps me going and yes it's hard to be away from from family from my wife and you know i have i have a my parents, I have a niece and nephew that are young and yeah. that I miss a lot, you know, but, but ultimately when you, when you think about stuff like that, you're like, man, it's, it's worth it, you know? And, yeah. and even what we've talked about here is just like, I, I want to be an encouragement to people that are wanting to do this. Cause I was that late teen and early twenties person that felt like I w- couldn't reach this. Yeah. And, you know, I just felt yeah. like, how is it going to happen? It just feels so far reachable. And yeah, so I want to be that. I always tell I tell my wife I always tell people I want to one of my biggest passions is I want to be that that bridge or that stepping stone as Tim was that stepping stone for me. Right. You know he right. sometimes, you know, you hear this a lot but really sometimes your biggest blessings in life and are the people God places in your path or, or the people that, you know, get placed in your life and so that I that's one of my biggest passions too is I want to be that person that can if there's anybody that's wanting to do this and they feel like they can't reach their dream and I want to be that bridge, you know, that's one of my biggest passions too. So that, that is something that, you know, drives me. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And and that's something that I really respect about you and what you're doing is you're as interested in giving back to whoever the next Seth Morrison is going to be, you know, because two and a half years before you got the gig, you didn't know sitting in Starbucks that, 
that relationship with Tim was going to turn into what yeah. it is now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe if Tim's listening to this, shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timmy Rose, as Toby calls him. <laughs> yeah. You guys should follow him. But um, yeah, I love your passion for mentorship and helping bring up the next generation of great touring guitar players who are going to travel the world and impact people through music. So maybe talk a little bit about what you're doing with that, because I've even you know, just kind of been watching you from afar and you teach at a thing called Camp Electric every summer. Mm-hmm. You do Skype guitar lessons. What is it that drives you to do that? Because obviously just to go to Camp Electric, you're not doing it for the paycheck or anything. Yeah. But you're you're just showing up and Yeah, so yeah, I do I do try to do Camp Electric when when touring permits. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just like a big camp in the summer where kids like I think it's like twelve to nineteen or t- I, I don't know if there's a, I guess 10 to 19, something like that can just come and different, uh, you know, different artists or, or different players in the industry, artists come and they just teach a class. So, and this, that's kind of a platform for me to be able to share this story. And, you know, like if I were their age and, and there was something like this to where I could have gone paid to go and sit in a class with my favorite guitar player and ask questions or hold their guitar, you know, or whatever it may be like, I would have been like, yeah. For yeah. sure, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. just to—that's my big passion for doing that every summer—is just to be able to pour into these kids and teens, you know, that may be wanting to do this or have questions. And and yeah, and since then, you're right. Yeah, I have started doing guitar lessons via Skype when we're off the road. Yeah, yeah. That's all on my socials, you know, on my Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Sure. If you're interested. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I've literally done some lessons, like people have inquired about lessons. Some people want to learn, some people want to learn solos to our songs. Some people just want to learn how to get technique stuff. I had a lesson a couple of weeks ago. They just wanted exactly what we talked about. He's kind of at the place where I was. So I just shared my story and just encouraged him. And uh, I, I have some lessons like that. So that's been a great platform. And I honestly, when I started doing the lessons, I didn't know that, if it would become that, you know, I thought people would just want to learn, you know, scales or exercises and for it to be used as a tool like yeah. that, you know, and yeah. I've had, I've had another student that I really didn't know for a long time, you know, they were just so great student, yeah. love learning stuff. But, yeah. You know, I had their mom tell me not long ago, you know, thanks, thanks for being a great role model. They've really needed this. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. wow. You know, like I, yeah. I didn't realize and, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a great a great platform and I've been I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate that and that's one way that you're kind of living out that servant mentality. What does that look like on a show day? Cuz you talked about show days and travel days. I mean, for a lot of the people out there who really don't know what all goes into an hour skillet show. Yeah. I mean, what does a show day look like? Yeah, so I always I think I would be speaking for every person that tours is the hour hour and a half of your show day of, of performing is probably the easiest part the easiest part of your uh, job i guess you know um you know if we're on a tour a typical day would be you know which you travel on buses so wake up um sometimes later than i <laughs> of the time i want to admit <laughs> it's like a it's like a black hole for yeah, those of it you really is. i mean you're sleeping, in, you're sleeping in bunks and uh there's no windows so you really don't have any any sense of what time of day it is, you know? Pretty powerful um, musky smell. Yeah, yeah, that times. If the Febreze <laughs> has got to be on, on at your discretion. So yeah, wake up. I kind of chill for a few minutes in the bus and, you know, get dressed and go into the venue, maybe go to catering, get a coffee, get kind of get, you know, you, you have dressing rooms, mostly just uh, like if you're on an arena tour, it's like the basketball team. Well, you just posted about this, Seth. You set up in a little a writing session in a little closet, basically. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of times your dressing rooms are, you know, just a just a locker room, like the basketball team locker room. So right. you kind of that's your uh, that's your house for the day. Yeah. You know, you will in your suitcase, and you kind of find your find your corner yeah. in, the, in the dressing room or a locker, and kind of man your your space. And yeah. So I'll get set up and you know get ready for the day, and then maybe go have some lunch at catering. It's kind of funny, like in our in our band, you know, everybody has their own dynamic. A lot of times, uh, well, John and I see each other a lot through, kind of throughout the day because we share a dressing room, but a lot of times we won't all really see each other until like showtime, you yeah, know, just because yeah. 
uh, John and Corey have their kids on the road, which is awesome. Jen and I are kind of like uh, aunt and uncle right. to, to their kids, so it's it's cool. Sometimes Zave and I will have uh, what we call boy time, yeah, where we like you know he's really into. Uh, he loves. I, I'm a gamer too. I love playing games. He loves playing PlayStation. That's awesome. So we'll sometimes go play PlayStation, or we'll go. We have like these exploration things to where, uh, well, like he loves Batman and superhero. He's very creative. So we'll kind of go out and just like explore an arena and like act like we're climbing the stairs of the arena, but we're not really climbing stairs. We're climbing a mountain. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we right. kind of make the most of our surroundings, and we'll have we'll have boy time. So sometimes I do that. Sometimes, you know, if I'm working on music or just practicing guitar, kind of go in. In every day, kind of, it can be kind of different. Yeah. Um, if we're in a cool city, I always like to get outside. I love to get out, get out of, the, you know, kind of the, the walls of the arena if it's a nice day out and just yeah. go see what's around. Go to a coffee shop. I kind of like finding coffee shops that are close. Yeah. So yeah. if any fans are ever wanting to say, hey, if you see a good coffee shop in town, good chance I might be there at some point <laughs> during the right. day. You know, I like malls, so sometimes I'll get a runner, go to a mall. It's just nice to get out sometimes, you know, go see yeah. a movie or just, yeah. it's kind of uh, refreshing to just get outside. And yeah. and I mean, also, uh, most of my fans know already, I'm a huge baseball fan, sports yeah. fan in general, but I love baseball. So if we're touring in baseball season, if there's a home a home game, I always get out, yeah. you know, and try to try to go is to I'm trying to visit all the stadiums. That's awesome. You know, so uh, I I've been pretty successful so far. So there's a tip for you, Seth Morrison fans out there: buy him baseball tickets. <laughs> yes, or, or Cincinnati Reds uh, yeah. memorabilia. Yeah, uh, like that always get puts a good use. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So your days are pretty packed. Go do the show, hang with fans, that whole thing, and then get up and do it kind of all over again i mean how, yeah. how, how do you does your wife come with you on the road or is she it kinda... we have been blessed that she has been able to actually probably about the last half of of last year she she was in grad school she's a smarty she was one of those people that is good for college because she sure. knew what she wanted to do from day one so sure. she completed her bachelor's we got married she finished her bachelor's we moved to nashville she went to grad school at treveca actually and she's a physician assistant now. So That's she awesome. literally just graduated last summer. So was able to, she's got to see a lot of the country with me. Yeah. Uh, we did Winter Jam West Coast. She got to go out there with me and, and see see that side of the country she had never been. And we had like three off days in Seattle. Yeah. Um, we, get, we got to explore and it was awesome. She got to go to Alaska with me, see yeah. Alaska. So yeah, the last half of last year, she's got to go with me quite a bit, which yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's a blessing because in the beginning, I mean, a lot of bands don't have, you know, you guys are at a level where you can do that. And exactly. And a couple buses and the whole deal. But when a lot of bands are starting out, and a van might, might be a lot of people listening to the show is traveling around a 15-passenger van exactly. and a trailer and you don't really have the luxury of that. But... I mean, you've definitely put in your time in a van as well. Yeah, too, so. I mean, you know, Skillet was there years ago. Uh, I I wasn't. I kind of paid. I call it. You call it paying your dues. You know, right. I paid my dues, and I did a tour when I was t- traveling around in a Toyota Corolla with a base cabinet, <laughs> traveling <laughs> as my passenger in the back seat. So, yeah, I, I've done that, and it's uh, that was it wasn't fun. Yeah. It well, it was fun, but it wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, literally, you know, you know, for for, for people that are listening wanting to do this, you're going to do tours like that. Yeah. You're going to do tours like that where you're not getting paid. Yeah. You know, you're just doing it to you're really doing it cuz you love it and uh hoping to get your name out there, meet people and yeah. Um, so yeah, I have I've done the pay and the dues tours and yeah. What is the what's the most, you know, cuz I I think even back to my days of touring which feels like an alternate universe <laughs> when i look at those pictures i think about some of just the most awful shows on the face of the earth Can, oh my gosh. does one stand out to you as <laughs> worse than all the rest uh maybe <laughs> this is actually really funny so this was very i was i was very young obviously you know we all played you play smaller shows on that level. About all of them, every once in a while you'll play like, oh man, we got 500 people here right, at this yeah, show, you know, huge. which feels yeah. huge. But you know, you all play those smaller shows where it's like 75 people or... Yeah. But... I'm talking seven people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We um, had the other bands in yeah. the room and that's, that's who the... <laughs> totally. And parents. Yeah, and parents. Um, 
one of my and I didn't even realize this and my so my first band I was in I was 13 I remember the night well like I even remember like yeah my mom took me to get like a new shirt and stuff because I went you know I was 13 dropped me off we were playing at playing at this church and you know my tri-state area where where I'm from is like Ohio Kentucky West Virginia like if you draw a circle around those three states it's like that's so we were playing at a church in in Kentucky I was so pumped, you know, like I'd never played out. Like I'd practiced with with the band and everything and I'd never played out. So we get to this church set up and and, so, and there wasn't many people there, you know, probably 30, 40 people, you know, like the like youth group with some yeah, friends yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So I was having a blast, man. I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, you know, playing in front of people and, and, and stuff. And I was just having, yeah. I was having a ball, man. And then like our drummer's dad, he... uh he like kind of just like shut shut us down. He's like, "All right, guys, we're we're done." I didn't know what happened. I, I never really knew what happened. And then we got down there. We loaded up and we, we were leaving, going to eat or whatever. And we were like in the van. And I was like, I was kind of you know, you're like kind of jacked up. I was like, "Man, that was so fun playing live." And <laughs> they were like, "Seth, do you know what what just happened?" I was like, "No, we just got kicked out of the church because <laughs> you know we were like a, we were a Christian rock band. We weren't even like very heavy. It was kind of like pop rock." Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like when No Doubt was right, kind of like that kind of stuff, and yeah. you know, so we were at one of those backwoods churches in Kentucky where rock and roll is rock the and devil. is exactly right. Yeah, it wasn't right, and like the youth pastor, or pastor, or whatever came in and like just wasn't feeling it. So That's we just stopped, awesome. and I was like, oh, like, but I still had fun. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I can't say that that anyone ever pulled the plug on us. Probably should have. I mean, you know, there was many times that I'm sure it didn't sound amazing. But fast forward to Skillet now, I, I don't think you guys are too worried about getting kicked off stage for being too too, too loud. loud. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably plenty of times. If now it's you know certain venues will have like a DB level. Like, I guess that would be the closest you would come. Yeah, but you even push the envelope there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So as we're kind of closing out. Skillet's got a new record coming out. Yeah. It's kind of, um, I guess at this time, I would say 90% done. Yeah. Man, you, a couple more songs to go. But yeah, man, the, the majority of it's done. And this is another full circle moment. Well, no pun intended there. <laughs> Whoa, didn't even think of that. Um, another full circle moment with this album is uh, now we've now worked together in the, right. in the studio. Yeah. You, you know, you have quite a few co-writes on this album and produced produced a couple and so that that was awesome that yeah. was awesome for me that night yeah. to get to come down and and work with the team and yeah because i we've kind of know you know we've known each other throughout our time in ohio right which we'll, we'll touch on all the little things yeah. here but yeah two sets from ohio same age <laughs> guitar players the, um, maybe maybe we should tell a story about that yeah, yeah that night we were we, we were recording at a studio called castle studio for the new skill at record seth's got his wall of 52 guitar amps <laughs> and uh, 12 guitars and the whole the whole yeah, deal. You got to be prepared. You got to know prepared. what we're going to need. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed it. But then it's time to get dinner and we order dinner and then uh, Jericho, I think, placed an order and we got burgers or something like that. I think, we got, I think we got the Mexican place. The Mexican place. Yeah. Okay, Mexican. And then it shows up. It's like, okay, there's two boxes. Seth, that's not really helpful. There's okay, so then then you look down. It says Seth M. That's not helpful either. <laughs> Seth Morrison. It just supposedly. it was literally like eight lines. It's like Seth M. Seth M. From Ohio. Seth M. That's married. Seth M. From Southern Ohio. Seth M. From Southern Ohio. That's married and plays guitar. And it's like, and then I think on at the bottom on. you wrote something like, "Oh, forget it." Because <laughs> I just look at <laughs> that was pretty awesome. But yeah, no, it's this has been the first record that our team's been able to work on for Skillet. We've, you know, we're we're coming from as much of a fan perspective as anything cuz I had yeah, man, know, it's been awesome. I yeah, I, I remember meeting like, you know, we we had a mutual friend that you you were working with yeah. at the time and I remember coming to watch your yeah. band at a it was like a hardware store turned church. Yeah, that was one of those shows. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of those shows. But I remember coming because, like, you know, at the time, that's when I was like, what am I going to do? You know, right. I'm wanting to play. And I think, I don't know what was happening with, you were maybe looking for some guitar players. So I come to, I came to meet you, and we met that night. 
Um, so it was kind of weird. Like we always knew of each other. Yeah. We never really crossed paths a lot until like, yeah. you know, now we're both here in Nashville yeah. and kind of living out our dreams. And with this album, it's been awesome to kind of full circle, I guess, yeah. does really kind of explain it very well. Well, that's, I mean, just in case, I don't think we've talked about this on the show or shared this yet, but the whole name of our production company, I kind of have a similar story to the other Seth M in the room here. <laughs> Being from Southern Ohio, first concert and record I got was Newsboys, Take Me to Your Leader, which was 1995, yeah, oh, I think. Of course. It came that out. was one of my first, too. And then fast forward to 2009, I think it was, moved to Nashville, and the first record I got to produce for a label was Newsboys, Born Again. Yep. And that's why our company is called Full Circle Music, because... You just never know. Exactly. Things come around and God works in mysterious ways and you never knew that the Tim thing would turn into yep. this amazing, fruitful career you've you've had in Skillet and who knows where it's gonna go next, you know? But yeah. It's been really inspiring. So thanks for uh being here and sharing your story. And uh one thing we wanna leave the audience with today is the opportunity to get a Seth's created a uh, a guide of top tips for making a career playing music. Does that sound cool? Absolutely. Something like that. So you can go get it at fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar. We were going to make it fullcirclemusic.org slash Seth Morrison, but then we figured people just <laughs> spell your name. Yeah, sometimes it's ways. one R, sometimes it's two S's. In Russia, they've wrote on my Starbucks cup, Sith, S-I-T-H. So Sith. I'm, I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like the, the I'm a Star Wars, Wars character, <laughs> Sith Morrison. I kind of like it. <laughs> that's, um, that's amazing. So go to fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar, and you'll get some tips that Seth has personally created for making a career playing music. And we'll also send you, as a little bonus for that, the opportunity to connect with Seth for some guitar lessons on Skype. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Always looking for new yeah, students. Yeah, I think we're working working on some mailing list stuff too if you yeah. if, if you'd be interested in getting on that. So Yeah. Yeah, man. Doing doing a lot of stuff uh to help 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 out some people that are yeah. uh, that were in my place, you know, yep. 7 years ago or whatever. So. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, uh thank you so much for taking Absolutely. the time to come and do this. I know you're a busy man touring. And yeah, are, are, are people going to be able to see you at Camp Electric this summer? Or? Um, I hope. We uh, So we're touring in Europe all of June, and yeah. we'll just be getting back when it starts. So Maybe. I'm, yeah, maybe. I'm going to yeah. reach out to them. If, if not the first week, I think the second week, hopefully. But yeah. uh, I literally haven't talked to them yet, but I'm always, when my schedule allows, I'm always uh, up for being there. So yeah. it's a good and possibility. Where are you guys going to be in Europe in June? Oh, man. Everywhere? Everywhere. Uh, Czech Republic, France. We're doing all the all the rock festivals over there, like the big rock festivals, so like Germany, Rock and Ring, Download Festival. Yeah. So if it's, you're it's gonna be so if you're a fan listening awesome. in Europe, you got an opportunity to come meet Seth next summer. Yeah. Or this abs- summer in absolutely. June. June twenty sixteen. So yep. uh yeah, thanks again for being here and of taking course, the time. Man. It's been fun. Again, for those of you listening, go to fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar and get those tips from Seth. You've been listening to the Full Circle Music Show, produced by Full Circle Music Company with editing help from Jericho Scroggins. Again, head over to fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar to get Seth Morrison's tips for making a living in the music business, playing guitar for a rock band. Again, fullcirclemusic.org slash guitar. Head over to iTunes, leave us a good rating and review, and we'll see you next week.